Welcome to Box Talk, a podcast for affiliates and coaches, powered by Box Pro Magazine. Carrie Kirkendall is a co-owner of Widespread CrossFit in Colorado. She is also the events and media director, a title you don't typically see in a box. However, Widespread has such an emphasis and passion for community-oriented events and media, they need someone focused on it, and Carrie is that someone. In our conversation, we talk about everything from tie-dye parties to planning events a year out. Carrie hits on why partnerships are key, how to get staff to contribute content to social media despite the challenge, and why you need to roll with the punches. Now, here's my interview with Carrie. Well, hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Box Talk. I'm your host, Heather Hartman, editor of Box Pro Magazine, and I am here with Carrie, Carrie from Widespread CrossFit. Carrie, it's great to have you on the show. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me. I am doing well. How are you? Uh, you know, I can't complain. It's it's a good day. It's a good day to be alive. Every good day is a good day to be alive. Um, yes. So, you know, so, you know, whatever. But so, Carrie, you got to tell us a little bit about yourself. I always love to start with a story, you know, a story of um, kind of who you are, what you're up to, how you came into this industry and how you came to be where you are today. Yes. So uh, my husband and I have owned a CrossFit affiliate in Colorado for five years now. And I think I kind of started my journey similar to a lot of other people where I didn't want to do it. (laughs) Um, I actually, I got pulled in with a friend and I kind of fought and I was like, I do not, I'm, I'm in shape. Um, And then it took about three classes in my foundations class and I was completely hooked and then maybe two or three months later after that I was coaching and the rest is kind of history my life completely changed because of CrossFit kind of um crazy and then yeah five years ago we opened our own affiliate and it's been a a wild ride since Hmm. Did you ever imagine when you were like sort of hating CrossFit that one day you would own a CrossFit gym? (laughs) No, not in a million years, not in a million years. I actually didn't even like when I first started coaching, I coached a few classes, didn't like it, went back to the owner of that CrossFit gym and said, I actually just want to work out. I don't think. And then and she kept kind of pushing me and saying, you can do it, you can do it. And now you know, several, several years later, I love it, but it's been like kind of a growth curve the whole time. Hmm. What didn't you, what, what did you like about coaching? Why did you not want to do it? You know what? Coaching is hard. (laughs) You, there are, I agree. (laughs) So many personalities and you have to learn how to coach each personality different. What works for the person to your left will not work for the person to your right. It was hard. Um, And like I said, I was only a few months into my own personal CrossFit kind of journey. So it was just very overwhelming. Um, But it is once you start seeing how rewarding it is, it's almost addictive. Like you just need to like, it sounds kind of weird, but you like need to watch people and coach them and help them. (laughs) And that's kind of how that evolved. Yeah, I understand. I understand that because I've been doing CrossFit for like six years now, and I'm a coach at a local gym. And it got to a point where I was just like, you know, I really want to help people. And like, you'd say stuff in class, and you'd be like, wait, I'm not yes. the coach. I shouldn't do that. And you'd be like, but I can help them. <laughs> yes, and, like, and you can. I just give my L one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, I should so just I to actually coach them. <laughs> I understand completely. You're like, yeah, and then, then, then I have somebody that says, hey, I can actually coach you. So, um, yeah. So, and then Carrie, I'm kind of curious too, like what led to the opening of the gym? Why did you guys decide to open a gym five years ago? You know, it was, it, again, this is not something that I imagined for my life. <laughs> I was actually, uh, I was a wedding planner at the time. I was in the wedding industry. I had been in the wedding industry for a very long time. And the gym was just kind of more, it was my husband's dream. And so the timing just kind of worked out for him. And so I was like, let's do it. Let's just open it. This has been a dream. Of, he is not like a big jump person. I am. And so <laughs> I just kind of like shoved him towards his dream here. It wasn't really a vision of mine. Um, and then, gosh, after he opened the gym, I, I needed to be like, I wanted to be there. I was done with my corporate wedding world. Like I was literally, I just couldn't stop thinking about I want to be at the gym. I was there before work, after work. I was, you know, going there on my, I just wanted to be there. And so I finally, I quit my job. <laughs> quit your job, but you had another job waiting in the wings. And joined, yes. And joined, and joined forces with my husband with this affiliate. But it was honestly, I mean, it was his dream that I kind of helped envision. And then, you know, with helping him build it, it became my dream too. And I was like, well, this is now what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, Carrie, that's awesome. I love how you just kind of like, you encouraged him along the way and then you benefited from it because you also wanted to do it. Yes. So yes. yeah, that that's a cool story. I love hearing everybody's stories because there, there are similar threads across all affiliate owners and yet they're all a little different. Like some of them are like, love CrossFit the first minute. I tried it. Other people are like, yeah, no, I hated that. I hated right. every yes. element of it. It's just fun to hear. It's like, okay, you've gone the wrong way. Yes. <laughs> Full circle. Not at all what I had envisioned. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so, and kind of off of that too. So you, so you came on, you, you start helping out at the gym. I mean, this was your thing and, and you have the title of events and media director. Yes. Can you kind of explain a little bit, um, what is that role like? What what yeah. what does that role look like at the gym? Well, so I came from wedding planning and I got to see every single day how communities and people come together in events. So whether it's celebratory a wedding something big and fancy or if it's just like a summer barbecue or, you know, a graduation party, just something small. It doesn't matter. Events like bring people together. And so a big focus of our, of our kind of vision and mission was community. We really wanted, like the people make the gym. And we knew that from the gyms that, I mean, that's why I continue to coach, right? Because it's so rewarding and it's the people. So we kind of tried to think of ways to, keep the community alive and involved. And, and the thing that made the most sense was community events. <laughs> and then the media yeah. part is just building on that, celebrating our community, showing the events that we do. I mean, it's really like when it comes down to it, it's just all about the community. And both of those pieces kind of bring the community to light and then also together. Hmm. 
Yeah. Now, was that something that uh, just kind of evolved organically or was it like, hey, I'm quitting my quitting my job, coming here, and we're going to do this? It did evolve organic. Like the very first, like we didn't want a grand opening day thing. So instead, we decided we wanted to do uh, a charity event for <clears throat> adaptive athletes. And so that was literally like uh, our opening day, our very first thing that we did as a gym was an event, was a community event. And the I think the response that we got from that was so like elevating. I don't even know, like you just feel so good that we we were like, okay, well, this is now something that we do. Like we did it here for the very first thing we do for the gym. Now this is, it's just something that we're going to do forever. So we would find like different pieces of the community that we could be involved in. And then it just kind of grew into other things from there. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, and like you hear that a lot at different gyms and affiliates, like events are a big deal. Events are a big deal. I don't often come across people with the titles events and media director. Um, <laughs> so it just sounds, it just sounds official. So I guess, so probably to our listeners who are listening be like, wow, like that'd be something that I would want to have. Can you maybe describe like, okay, what, what does that look like? Kind of what are maybe responsibilities you have, you know, yeah. is it, coming up with ideas? Is it planning all that? Can you kind of describe, you know, what is it that director position does? Like, let's say you had left tomorrow and you're like, we need a new person. Like, what would you tell them? This is the roles and responsibility of this. All of that. So I sit with my husband, <laughs> my boss, <laughs> um, at the beginning of, well, it's actually towards the end of the year and we plan events for every month that next year. Oh, okay. So you plan a year out ahead. We plan a year out. And um, a big focus of mine is to vary. Like, <clears throat> they, I want all, I want fun events that bring the community together. They can bring their families. But I also want to vary it with educational events. So all kind of mix and match. And the goal is to have at least one a month. Something somewhere that the community can do, either fun or educational, that that is that shows appreciation like we appreciate you this is for you um and so yeah we plan all of those events a year out and then about a month four to six weeks before that event i'm planning that event so if it's an educational type of event then i am contacting we have several physical therapists that we partner with we have several massage therapists that we partner with. So I'm reaching out to those people, you know, four to six weeks in advance, planning those events. What do they need? Projector, the TVs that we have at the gym, all of those things. And then if it's a fun event, then I'm planning, you know, okay, where are we going? Do we need food, tables, chairs, linen, like, you know, all of those things. So it's kind of a constant planning process when it goes to the event side, because once you're done with one, you're just planning the other. And then with the media piece of it, you know, this is going to be very dependent on the gym, right? Some gyms are very, very educational and very points of performance based when it comes to movement. And that's like whatever your gym's like vibe is, that's what your social media should reflect. And our, you know, my goal with our social media is to celebrate our members, our community and show 
the world all the cool things that they're doing inside and outside of the gym. So, and, and yes, there's educational pieces. I kind of try to keep it like three member celebration posts, one educational movement newsletter content post sort of thing. So I don't have like a set schedule like that. I don't schedule our social media posts out like a lot of, I think a lot of people do that. For me, it just helps me to keep it like by the day. Like, you know, if Allison gets a PR today, we are celebrating that either today or tomorrow. You know, if Katie ran a marathon this weekend, we are celebrating that Monday or Tuesday. So it's just stuff that organically happens. And I try to, again, vary it like I do the events, members versus educational, and try to keep it really community focused. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. No, thank you for that kind of overview. That's helpful. And I know probably to our listeners, that's helpful as well. If they want to do something similar, they're like, how in yeah. the world does she do it all? <laughs> <laughs> plan, plan in advance. It's like yes. food prep. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe do you have any tips when it comes to planning? Do you use any sort of certain tools? Are you just a paper calendar kind of girl? Like what, what do you use to plan? You know, I think having partnerships in the community is key. Like we, um, like for our facility, we'd never envisioned like a one-stop shop. We envisioned like you come here and we have partners and friends in our community like within a two mile radius that we can refer you to, to help you in your journey too. And I think that that strengthens the whole fitness community as a whole. We don't have a large space, a large facility, so I can't house a massage therapist here, but I can absolutely build a relationship with the best one down the road and send you there, give you kind of a widespread profit discount so that you're encouraged to go there and then build those relationships. So I think having community like involvement in other uh, specialties within your industry is super key. And then, I mean, just like with everything, the community and uh, they're showing them appreciation and their needs has to be number one. It doesn't, like if I wanna plan, you know, a golfing event because I love golf, but only two of my members love golf, it doesn't really make sense. Like it has to be, you have to learn your clientele and figure out, you know, things that really make them and not everyone's going to be happy at all, but learn like as a group, you know, our clientele, most of them have young families. Okay. Getting a babysitter is hard and they're really busy. So let's do something that can, you can bring the kids to something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So, and kind of over that, Carrie, what, what maybe other lessons have you learned over the years in events and media that have, have really uh, grown involved and you've been able to um, take and have success from maybe what are some of the top lessons you've learned uh, in this area? I would say <laughs> trial and error is a real thing. <laughs> I think you can't expect perfection the first time you do anything. And I think a lot of times, I mean, business, even in business ownership and anything, if it doesn't take off the first time, people get discouraged and they're like, oh, okay, well, I guess our community doesn't like a community event or our community isn't into it or, you know, no one wants to have fun or whatever, you know? So I think if, if it's something you're, it's that you're introducing and it's new, 
don't give up. It's like a new program. It's like when you were first learning how to do double unders, like if you, you just throw in the towel, nothing's going to happen. So I think just keep, keep going. Okay. We only had this many people at this event. Let's try some, a different event. And then if you really like think that this event is a good idea, but it didn't take off the last time, try it at a different time of year, or bring it around again. Like just don't give in if it doesn't go perfectly the first time. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I, I, that's something I've even seen at uh, the gym I go to. And they've been doing in-house throwdowns like every month or so. And the first one, it was like kind of attended. And the second one was like kind of more attended. And this last one, I, I wasn't there, but I, I guess it was awesome. And just, yes. you know, it was a yes. true hit. So, But it took time to get people warmed up because I think they're like, do I really want to go to this? Yes. Oh, we keep having them. Maybe I'll go to this. Oh, there's another one. I should go to this. Absolutely. And we do that. So last weekend, we had an in-house weightlifting meet, like a mock meet. And we had um, like a teens and an adult division. And the adult division was the teens division, right? With our, with our teens class, it's like a little more sparse. But the kids that we had in it, they were so elated. And I'm still getting emails like a week later from parents telling them like they're telling all their friends in school who aren't even in our teens program. Like it's stuff like that. Like you don't even know what other people are saying about the event. It might be a total big hit the next time. Yes. Yeah. I think, and I think that's really important to remember. It's like, okay, yeah, keep this going. So I really like that point, that trial and error, that consistency. Um, and I'm kind of curious, Carrie, just kind of off of, you know, just describing this last event with that throw on the adults and teens. Have there maybe been any events that you guys have done in the past that you've been like, this was awesome. And I feel like other people should consider this. Yes. Everybody needs to do a tie dye party. <laughs> What is that? You got you got to give me some more detail. <laughs> okay, I will warn all of the all of the owners and the the manager event managers out there. This is a tough one. Okay, there's a lot of pieces, but it's so worth it. So we do every single summer. We're going on year six of this event. We get white tank tops or t-shirts with our logo, just in black, and the the community purchases those shirts. So it's like maybe $10 for the tank top. And then we provide everything else. So we make it a big barbecue. We have drinks, we have food, drinks, all of it. But then you get tables set up. We usually have like eight different stations with bottles of tie dye in the middle. And they tie dye these white shirts that they all just bought. And we get them for the kids. I mean, they're like little tiny, like, children's shirts like tie-dye running around the gym our kids class our teens class our adult classes everyone has this tie-dye shirt with our logo on it everyone needs to do and now that we've done it a few years people bring their own stuff people bring socks they bring underwear they bring sports bras they bring onesies they're bringing everything to tie-dye at this tie-dye party everyone needs to that, do a tie-dye party that is awesome how'd you guys come up with that my my husband is very into tie dye. I wish I could take credit for this. This is not my idea. I wish it was because it's awesome. What what do you think makes that event successful? Is it just that it's so original and the the actual tie dyeing, or is there something else to it that you're like this is this is probably why like it's such a hit? I think it carries over all year. So we do after the event, we do tie dye Tuesdays, 
And so everyone wears their tie dye to the gym. And it's just like, they, if they bring in new tie dye, they're like, oh my gosh, you did really good that time. Or, oh, that you didn't do so good that year at the tie dye party. Like, it's like, it's like a thing. And you talk about it all year long. We're talking about people's tie dyes from three years ago. That's awesome. So it's like an event that just keeps on giving and keeps yes. on connecting. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's, that is really cool. That's neat. I haven't heard of, I haven't heard of that before. So that yeah. is original. Everybody <laughs> do a tie-dye party. <laughs> the kids love awesome. it. I mean, it's so good. I mean, it, it's so fun, right? And it's easy. It doesn't take, I mean, it's a lot of work on the organizer's part, but it's easy for a kid to, I mean, anyone can tie-dye. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You just got you just got rubber band things Roll and it up and squirt the stuff. There you go. You're done. That's true. It's very simple. <laughs> so, but and and but you make a good point. Like you know, just telling the affiliate owners and the other event managers out there, like, hey, like this is not the easiest thing yeah. to put on. And and off of that, Carrie, like, what maybe have been some challenges in event planning, putting on events, you know, even the media part. Like, what are some challenges that you've really had to overcome? Yeah, you know, I think, um, gosh, especially with events, no one's going to give you a count, like a guest count or any, you know, so there have been times, like we run out of food, like that has been a reality. And that is like not anything, any event anyone wants to hear happened, especially when it's like, you know, an hour into the, like, that's not ideal, right? So, <laughs> right. What do you do? Do you just order more food? No. That no, you can't do anything. <laughs> you just get more cocktails going. I don't know. <laughs> yes, yes. Just have people forget everything. I love it. So I mean, there are things like that that are going to happen, and I and I know just from my past in events that there will never be a perfect, flawless event. Like something will always happen. So just. You just got to be prepared. Like, do not like think it's the end of the world because everything, something's going to happen. <laughs> it just, it just matters how epic it is. Yeah. So what you're saying is stuff is going to happen. You just got to go with it. Yes. Roll with it. Just try to keep having fun. If you're stressed out, people feel your energy. I mean, you can feel when someone beside you is like, <gasps> like, you know, you just got to, I'm so sorry, ran out of food, like to own your stuff, like own it. You didn't order enough food. Do not blame the people. No one RSVP. Don't say that. Do not say that. Just own it. I didn't order enough food. I'm so, so sorry. Do you need a cocktail? I've got some beer over here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I can see some owners being like, well, Carrie, you sound really cool and collected and calm during all of this, but I would not be. <laughs> Is it just practice? Has it just been practice? It is practice. It It totally is. And it's hard. I mean, when everyone else is having a a good time, you know, it's hard to be like the one sulking in the corner because of something that went wrong. You just got to like feel the vibe of the party again and get back into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Have you had any other maybe big challenges that you could speak to? You're like, hey, I've really learned a lot from this or I've learned, you know, this lesson over the time that you could speak to that other affiliate owners might benefit from knowing? I mean, I think it just goes back, know your community. And I think as affiliate owners, I think we all have this idea of the clientele that we want or that we're going to have when we open our box. Um, And I think rarely it turns out that way at least the affiliate owners that I've talked to. And it's kind of, 
I mean, it just goes back to that, you know, whatever actually works for your community, whether you think it's right or wrong, you gotta, you gotta go with it. And then sometimes it might not work anymore. You need to pivot and you need to keep changing. Um, you know, I mean, if you have a clientele that's maybe a little, you know, older, it might benefit you more to have more educational type seminars or pieces to, you know, help them as they age versus a tie dye party. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. And that's a good point too. Just about the pivoting, be ready, like for an event not to work anymore, even if it's been your bread and butter event for five years. I know I will be heartbroken if the tie dye party doesn't continue to succeed, but I will pivot and find something else. You'll be okay. You'll be, be okay. okay. And yeah. I mean, find stuff outside of the gym too. Like this, we host like out back at the gym, but like <clears throat> we also do community baseball games and, you know, roller skate party, like try to think outside of the box and leave the gym, get outside of the gym walls. Cause people, you know, really connect a little bit better that way. Yeah. And I've heard it's, it's good to have kind of both types of events, have stuff in, have stuff out of the box yeah. like, and do both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Cool. Um, and, and so we, we've been talking about events and I do want to hit on media a little bit more yeah. um, and just kind of talk about that media part. Cause you, you gave some good um, advice on the social media and, yeah. and I just kind of curious maybe the things that you've learned with media over the years specifically things that have worked really well for you guys and maybe things that have not. And you could be like, you know, this is maybe something to think, really think about before you try. Yeah. I actually think that this is very gym dependent. I mean, for us in particular, like there is much more traction and much more energy around a celebratory post about a gym member versus if I am talking about proper ways or how to be more efficient in a wall ball. Right. So I think, but I think that there, there are gyms out there that how to be more efficient in a wall ball might be more tailored to their audience and their kind of vibe. So I really think a big mistake is not changing based on the reaction you're getting. Like if I continue to have no uh, engagement or very little engagement or even engagement doesn't even matter but maybe my call to action is not being answered i'm not if i'm trying to get more people in the door and it continues to not happen i need to recognize that that's something that i am doing on my marketing in any way and i need to pivot i need to change and that is tough that is tough to because you like have these great ideas oh my gosh, we're going to do a wall ball series and we're going to do it for six weeks. You know what I mean? And for it's time and it's energy and it's your like passion. And that is like, man, that's tough to swallow if that doesn't work like you think it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And probably would you say that sometimes it's unexpected when things don't work, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. (laughs) And you, and yeah, I mean, it's just tough. It's tough to admit that this great idea you had didn't I mean I've had ideas for like programs here at the gym and it was the best idea I went into staff meetings talking about how amazing this idea was and not crickets you know and it's the same with like social media it's the same with events it's the same with all of it if it doesn't work you can't try not to take it personally (laughs) 
and try to pivot and change. It is tough though. Yeah, I think that's the biggest word is the uh, try. Try not to take it personally because yes. I think I think it's hard not to, but it's it's necessary. Well, especially. And I actually think it's okay. Like I think you know you were so passionate, your heart and soul went into this idea. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be bummed that it didn't work, but don't be hard headed and stuck on it and just force it on the good people when the good people clearly do not, you know, they don't connect with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, again, that goes back to your point of pivoting, being able to pivot, being able to say like, oh man, I'm disappointed. This is a bummer. It kind of sucks. And yet I can move forward with something else because that's what the people want. That's what they're asking for. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. They are. And they won't ask in so many terms. You just have to kind of read what they connect to and, and, really try to get to know well and you know being in the gym getting to know all all of your members too that will give you a good clue as to what kind of motivates them and makes them tick yeah yeah i know that makes sense and then when you say i just want to clarify like when you say like celebratory member posts is it just like hey congrats to like you said katie for running that marathon or congrats to diane for you know doing all those deadlifts or you know something like that yes it is always something to do with a member, whether it's, okay, he's been coming for three days a week for three weeks, or they just got their first double under. And, and it doesn't have to be like, I think that maybe we, a lot of times we think we just celebrate the big things and it does not ever have to be just a big thing. It can be oh my gosh, she went on a hike with her family two days in a row this week, you know, like whatever. Or, uh, you know, she got her family to eat more vegetables and eat out one day. Le- like it can be totally anything small, anything that your members talk about to you, they are like proud of. And you need to be proud of that too and like help them celebrate because if they're telling you it's because of something you did, some effect you had on their life, whether they're like going to you and being like, you changed my life in this way, it does not matter. Like if they're coming to you and they're like, I ran a mile without stop. It took me 30 minutes, but I did it without stopping. That is huge. And that needs to be celebrated. Hmm. Is it now, how do you keep track of all of this? Because I'm sure there's a lot of things happening. Like, do they come straight to you? Do they tell coaches that tell you? Is it just, you know, word in the box is? The, our coaches are always in communication. Like, we have a group text, all the coaches. And anything that happens in a class or any, like, I get pictures all day. <laughs> Look at what this person did. This person told oh, me they did cool. this. Like, the whole staff is on board. And they should be. Like, it's not just social media, like if, and for a coach, if you see your gym posted something celebrating someone, the next time you see them, you should be like, oh my gosh, I saw you did this, this like two weekends ago. I cannot believe that. That is crazy. Like so cool. So having all of the staff on board is huge. And it really, I mean, honestly makes the members feel very loved and appreciated. And, you know, I mean, huge to make them feel like good about themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just like, how does she keep track of all of that? But that makes sense. If they're sending you pictures. I am not. Yeah, I know that makes sense. The coaches yeah, I could just see like, 
Yeah, I could just see the owners listening being like, okay, so you're asking me to do more things and be aware of more things, but it's having your staff help be aware of like, hey, we have a celebratory culture. Let me know if stuff happens. Mm -hmm. And then we, we also talk about like in our staff meetings, just this is just for the coaches too and the members to just know the coach's expertise and all of this. You know, all of our staff also send monthly content pieces they can pick what it is what they want to talk about um i mean gosh one time was all the different names for sugar another one was a wall ball breakdown i mean it can be whatever they want so then i'm getting sent those content pieces too that i can sprinkle in along with the celebratory like i mentioned the information versus celebration so i mean the staff is is key it's not it's definitely not just me they help and they send all sorts of stuff. And I think that that's, I mean, I think it's awesome because they're involved and invested in the gym and, and showing their expertise. And I mean, what more could I ask for? Yeah. And was it hard to get them involved or is that something that they're just oh my gosh, it's to so do? Hard. No, it is hard. Content is not easy people. If you have to video yourself talking, Oh, it is so hard. And if it takes you 52 tries, you're not alone. That's how long it should take. You're fine. It's okay. <laughs> and do not watch it back. If you get to one and you nail it, just send it. Just send it away to whoever your content media manager is. <laughs> do not watch it. So it is hard. It is not easy. I will not lie about that at all. And if you're editing a video too, like, you know, uh, I recently did like a recipe post. And so, you have to take pictures of every stage of the recipe as you're cooking it yourself. And then you have to edit the photo to like name the step. I mean, it takes time. It is not an easy thing at all. I will warn you that. And your staff yeah. might not love it. <laughs> yes. But do you, so is it maybe letting them know? What'd you say? That's why we only ask for one a month and they get to pick the topic. I'm not forcing okay. like, yeah. if I hate deadlifts and I have to talk about deadlifts, I'm probably going to come across as I don't like them. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're giving them a chance to be like, Hey, what are you passionate about? Because then you're yes. more likely to do this and to do it well, if you yes. enjoy it. Yes. So, yeah. And so is it just kind of reminding them and be like, Hey, this is expectation reminding, reminding, reminding. Okay. Yeah. We have uh, staff meetings. And so we go over all the content then and talk about the pieces that people want to talk about, talk about the pieces that they talked about last month and kind of the reaction that we had to that based on our membership, like how the members liked it, what they thought about that, what, what the coaches thought about it. Cause they see the social media too, you know, like if they have suggestions that social media manager, take their suggestions and feedback and kind of use it to tailor your stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's great. Um, I think that's encouraging probably too. to the owners would be like, but Carrie, my coaches would never do that and be like, well, it's an expectation and you have to remind them and talk yes. about it in staff meetings. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. But it's helpful to have other people helping you too. Well, and it's, you know, it's the same thing. It won't change overnight. If this is a new thing that you're bringing in and a new thing that you're expecting, be patient all, as well. Like this is a new thing for your coaches that they're trying to get used to too. If they've never videoed themselves before, I mean, just try to be patient with them as well. Especially if this is like brand spanking new, just keep trying, trial and error, trial and error. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. So, um, and then Carrie, kind of wrapping up, uh, last thing I love, I always love to ask 
is if you could get a, give affiliate owners who are listening today one piece of advice, what would it be? It would be to always come back to the reason why you opened and the reason why you started. Because the days are hard and the days are long and can be so, so frustrating. So just, oh, at the end of the day, especially the hard days, just think, okay, why did I get into this in the first place? You know, you knew it wasn't going to be an easy path. You maybe didn't know how hard it was going to be, but you knew it wasn't going to be easy. So just keep going back to that. And, you know, I, I like to save, like, I have little notes over here on my wall from like my little kids class, or like if members send you notes or what, I mean, reviews on your website, whatever, print it out and save it. You need like a, like a happy file to go to when you're feeling real, like I can't do this one more day. Everybody, I can't do it right. You know, those days are gonna happen. So you need a happy file, pull out the happy file, read that five-star review, read how you change someone's life. If the kids in your kids' class are drawing you pictures of you lifting a barbell, like look at that and love it and just come back to your why, come back to why you started it. Mm -hmm. That reminds me of that video a while back. Uh, I think that CrossFit put out and it was that coach and he was going through his day and the members gave him a card, but it was like voiced over. It was like, you are the person that opens the gym at 5 a.m. and blah, blah, blah. And it just, but it all came down to that, like knowing that like people were being impacted and yes. that that was encouraging. So and that's what really, it made me think of. It really is so cool. Like if you think about what you do for your life, it's so cool. It really is. So try, I mean, yeah. gosh, it's hard. It is so hard, but try to come back to like, seriously, what you are doing, the impact you are having legitimately on the world. It is awesome. Yeah. I agree, Carrie, and that's that's a great note to end on. I love it. It's uplifting. It's, yes. it's shooting off into the rise, and it's good. So, yeah, hey, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on the show today for oh, just, you know, sharing your wisdom on events and media. And to those who are listening, you all, Carrie has some great advice. Um, whether that's, um, yeah, just being being positive and and going back to that encouragement and helping you through that those hard and long days. Or it's, you know, realizing it is trial and error with your events, whatever yeah. it may be. Uh, she gave a lot of great advice to maybe go and try tie-dye uh, events. Sounds like that's yes. it. Um, yes. Yes. But yeah, so Carrie, seriously, thank you so much. It was great having you on the show. Thank I super you. appreciate you being here today. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. And that wraps it up for this episode of Box Talk. If you liked what you heard, or you have an idea of what you'd like to hear, let me know by emailing Heather peakmedia.com, peak spelled P-E-A-K-E. As always, thanks for dropping in.